discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. that comes to transform and change. Thank you so much for transformation this evening, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, I want to share some few things with you in the next five to 20 minutes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to read from Luke chapter 1, verse 27. You know we are, we are here because of Jesus, isn't it? We always come here because of Jesus, but this is a special time, a special season um, in the history of the world and in the calendar of the world. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus was actually not born on 25th December. I hope you know that. I know you know that. However, the church fathers chose uh, this season as a season to celebrate the birth of Christ so that they can get the whole world involved in what they were doing. Hallelujah. There are those who insist that because this is not the time Jesus was born, they will not have anything to do with Christmas. They go into details concerning how Christmas is a pagan uh, celebration and all that. If you read from the net, you see, we know. The church fathers also knew. In their wisdom, they decided that this period will be a period to remember Christ. And if you realize, Jesus' birth is used as uh, the reference point for calculating the calendar of the world. He's very special. He's very, very important. Hallelujah. So today we are just going to... I know you know, we've preached about these things, about Christ's birth and everything for a long time, isn't it? It's actually a period to, to celebrate others and to share Christ's love with others. Hallelujah. That's what it's actually meant for, you see. But today we want to share some few things with you. You are children of God already, so I'll just share some few things with you. Uh, hopefully in the coming years we'll have something, a means, uh, an outlet to be a blessing to others during this period. Hallelujah. And share Christ especially with others. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want us to read from Luke chapter 1, from verse 27. Let's read from verse 26 so that it makes more sense. Luke chapter 1, from verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God Unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Hallelujah. 
And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be, shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is a sick man with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Remarkable portion of the Bible, isn't it? Speaks of how Christ was conceived and how everything came. Read on, you see how he was born. That he was born in Bethlehem. I know you know the story. I wouldn't bore you with that story. I'm not here to tell you the story. I'm here to relate the story to your life. I'm here to relate to the story to your life. How does this story, what does it mean for you and I? I just want to draw some two things out of it and then share with you. In verse 35, he says, And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now prior to this, Mary had asked a question. How shall this be, seeing I know not? A man, how shall this be? How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. Hallelujah. There are a lot of things that the Son of God would want us to conceive. The coming upon of the Holy Spirit brings a certain conception into your life. Mary was wondering, how is it going to happen? Because naturally speaking, I have never had any relation with a man. What you are talking about, you know, if you, if you remember, prior to this, the angel had come and had shouted with joy, Hey! Thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. Because you see, the joy with which the angel was saying the thing was so much. And she was wondering, ah, what are you talking about? She cast in her mind to find out what he was saying. What the salutation should be. And then you said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb. You shall conceive in thy womb. Hey. Say, hey. You shall conceive in thy womb. And bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. You shall conceive in your womb. You shall conceive in your womb. And you shall bring forth. I have never met any man. How is it going to happen? A lot of times, there are things the Holy Spirit tells us. Okay? Now, if you realize, Mary is having an open vision. She's seen the angel for real. 
Mary did not describe the angel as having flapping wings. The angel came as a normal, ordinary person, like a man, and spoke to her concerning what was going to happen in the future. The presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives entitles us to something called visions and dreams. Read in Joel chapter 2, he mentions that, and it shall come to pass in the last days that I shall pour my spirit upon all flesh. And he says, and your sons and your daughters shall what? Shall prophesy. Then he says, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Hallelujah. He says, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. By virtue of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, you are entitled to visions and to dreams. You are entitled to certain conceptions. So Mary was asking, how is this going to be? Because I've never known a man. I'm a virgin. I don't know about what you're talking about. You see, a virgin is someone who is ignorant of certain things. Hallelujah. Eish. Ask your neighbor. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can ask your neighbor. <laughs> That's all I said. You can ask your neighbor. <laughs> yeah. By virtue of the Holy Spirit's presence in your life, you are entitled to certain conceptions, certain dreams and visions. Okay? Whatever comes from God is not too big. If God says something to you that I want you to do this, now you must make sure it is God who is saying it to you. A lot of times people have dreams that will never be achieved. They are impregnated with visions and dreams that will never materialize. And so they have perpetual pregnancy. Never ever to give birth. If it is from God, you must make sure it is from God. You are entitled to it. By virtue of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, you are entitled to an encounter with God. You are entitled to a vision with God. What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? These are questions that you must ask God for yourself. Mary was there, just, you know, chilling in her corner. The angel appears to her and tells her the vision of God. Tells her what God is going to do. Tells her about the future. What is going to happen to her. Your future is not oblivious to God. God is not ignorant concerning your future. God knows about your future. He knows what is going to happen with you. Now, if you contact him and if you speak with him, he will show you what you ought to see. And show you what you are supposed to do in this life. And what your, contrib- your actual contribution is supposed to be. A lot of people are walking in this world not knowing exactly what their, con- their real contribution is going to be in this world. And it's not healthy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So he says, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And he says, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. The Holy Spirit shall come upon thee. Now, if you've read in your Bible in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you realize that the Holy Spirit has actually come upon us. Has the Holy Spirit come upon you? The Holy Spirit did not come upon you with half of himself or with a quarter of himself. The Holy Spirit came into you or upon you. The the purpose of the coming upon of the Holy Spirit was to be in you. You see, the purpose of the coming upon of the Holy Spirit was to settle in you. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon them and left. 
But in the New Testament, when the Holy Spirit came upon them in, in Acts chapter 2, when he came upon them, he came to stay. He came to be in them. Jesus said that, for he is with you and shall be in you. Isn't it? He is with you and shall be in you. So when he came upon the disciples on that day, in Acts chapter 2, from verse 1 downward, he came upon them to be inside them and to stay inside them. Now, the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to help us with many conceptions. Okay? The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to help us with, to conceive many things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. I said we are entitled. Tell everybody you are entitled to visions and dreams from God. You are entitled to many conceptions through the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. (laughs) You are. And you must set yourself up to have such an encounter with God. Now, if you look at Mary's life, the Bible mentions how Mary was. Okay. We've been reading Luke chapter 1, isn't it? Go to verse 26 once again. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph and of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. Remember, he says that the angel was sent to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. <laughs> Hallelujah. She was, she was uncontaminated. Do you understand? She was pure. She had not been tampered with. So you can't have an encounter with God when you have been tampered with. Who is he that shall ascend to the hill of the, the mountain of the Lord? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who has not lifted up his soul to what? To vanity. Have you read that in your Bible before? Who is he that shall ascend into the holy hill of the Lord? Who is he? So sometimes, so even though the Holy Spirit is in us and upon us and is with us, we don't have that encounter that he would want us to have because of the things that we are involved in. Paul says that she was a virgin, pure, untouched. She had not been defiled. I'm sure the area girls were, hallelujah, they were doing some one or two things. But she had kept herself. She had kept herself. I'm not, you see, stop thinking about natural virginity. That's all I'm talking about. If you talk about that, the only virgins that are left are the airplanes, isn't it? It's only the virgin, virgin airline that is, I mean, you know, that's what we are talking about. Even the guys who are looking for virgins are not virgins. So what are they talking about? What are you talking about? I mean, if you are, hallelujah. It's powerful. But that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, who go to that place? Psalm 24, from verse 1 downwards. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Continue, read the rest to me, from verse 2. 
Continue. Hallelujah. This is the generation of them that seek him. That seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Hmm. Say, hmm. Who shall ascend into the holy hill of the Lord? Who is entitled to having an encounter with God? You see, because if it is from God, it will work. See, I'm standing here and this, what we are doing is working because I had an encounter with God. God spoke to me. And I've had many other encounters with God concerning what I'm doing. You see, it's not a generalized thing. Someone says something. No, I had an encounter with God. God spoke to me. God spoke to me. Raise me a people. Build me a nation where Christ is all in the norm. And make Christ the center of the world. From that nation, make Christ the center of the world. That's what God told me. So from nothingness, I was a... I, I was, you see, I, I'm talking about virginity in, in, in two cases. Being pure. He says, who is he that shall ascend into the hell of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Continue verse 4. He that has clean hands. The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Message. If you have a message, let's, let's, let's read it. From verse three, go to verse 3. Who can climb Mount God? Hey! Wow. It's a message. Who can climb Mount God? Who can scale the holy north face? Continue. Only the clean-handed, only the pure-handed men who won't cheat, women who won't seduce. Hey! He has spoiled the thing. I didn't want to talk about this one, but he has spoiled it. Hallelujah. It says clean hands, clean hands, clean hands, pure hearts. You see, clean hands, pure heart. You can't be, it's, it's a very, very serious thing, actually. You can't be wallowing in sin and expect God to talk to you. It doesn't work. You can't be wallowing in sin and expect what you are doing to work. Remember that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are not to be contaminated. You are to be pure. Your hands must not be tied. Because you are entitled to, to certain things. You are. But you will not see it. You see, it takes a spiritual man to have spiritual contact with God and produce physical results. Okay? Since Mary was a virgin, she was separated from everybody. She was different from every other person. And because she was a virgin, she didn't have any experience with what, what was living. She didn't have experience with, with, with that thing that she was supposed to use to get the results she was supposed to get. Do you understand what I'm saying? She, she was a virgin. She had never had any sexual encounter with anybody. But she was going to conceive and produce a child. I mean, she doesn't have any experience. How can she produce results along that line? When God shows you what you should do, you don't need to have any experience about it. All you need to know is to know that God is the one. That is the most important thing you can ever think in your, about in your life. If God is the one who has spoken, and you know that God has spoken, you see, you're entitled to God speaking to you too. As for that one, you should know. The Bible says that we are the sheep of his pasture. And because we are the sheep of his pasture, we are entitled to hear his voice. He says, my sheep hear my voice. If you're a child of God, you hear his voice. Ask your neighbor, do you hear his voice? Are you his child? 
if you are a child of God, then you are entitled to hearing his voice. And you will hear his voice. Okay? Now, there are certain things that you will never uh, talk about. There are things my wife knows that nobody knows. Because I lie on the same bed with her. And I can say something into her ears. Hallelujah. If there's no intimacy, you see, we can, we can be together, but if there's no intimacy, I will not be comfortable to communicate certain things to you. Is it true? But if there's intimacy, I'll just, I'll just release things. Oh, we are doing this. We are, this is happening. This is happening. If there's no intimacy, there's a certain level with God that God expects you to get to. For Him to help you conceive certain things that He has this destined for you to conceive. It's called the race of destiny. There's something called destiny, something called purpose. You have been designed for a purpose, for something. You see, I know the general purpose of God. I'm talking about the specific will, the specific purpose of God for your life. There's a place for you in the kingdom of God. There's a place for you in the body of Christ. There's a place you are, something you are supposed to do. You will never find it by being a casual browser. Casual browsers. You see, you can smooch a lady as much as you want. Until there's real intimacy. No pregnancy will come. If you want you to, I mean, there are some husbands who don't, they don't sleep with their eyes much. I forgot that the congregation is not, is not, many are not married. I got, I forgot. Hallelujah. You can't want to conceive and be having sex once in a week. Once in a month. My wife said once in a month. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. The Bible says in the morning, so that I see. In the evening, so that I see. Because you don't know which one will prosper. Whether this one or that one. <laughs> you can't be a casual, a casual. I mean, just look at a miner, someone who is mining gold. Who wants to get gold and is mining on the, on the surface of the soil. He's a miner. Will you get something? Nothing at all. You won't get anything. You just get sand. Nothing. When you are using shovel and pickers, you will never get anything. If you want to get metal, correct, diamond, gold, whatever, whatever, you must go deep. You must go deep. You have to go deep. Deep. I'm not joking. You know I'm preaching. I'm very serious. You must go very, 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 very deep with God. You understand? You can't be a casual brother and expect certain things to happen. Simon did not. I'm going to call him Simon. I'm going to call him Simeon. Simeon and Anna, the prophetess, did not miss the timing of God because of what they were involved in. They were very deep with God. The Bible says that Anna was serving God with fastings and prayers. She was serving God with fastings and prayers. Simeon was also serving God with fastings and prayers. And God had spoken to him and told him that you will not die until you have seen my salvation for Israel. And he was alive for years. You see, God spoke that into his ears in the depths of intimacy with God. You will not produce results if you are not deep with God. You have to learn to be deep. You have to, you have to be deep. So long as you are a casual browser of the word, you just read someone else. You will never see what you are supposed to see. You see, we are fasting. You, you fast till 10. You break at 10.05 because you are so hungry. When will you know what you really ought to do? 
How will God speak to you for you to know what God wants you to do? You will know it. You will not, be, you will not conceive. See, all Mary needed was that encounter with God for God to speak to her. The rest was, was nothing. The rest was going to come. She found, she woke up, she was pregnant. The rest was going through the tent and pushing the baby out. She, she didn't have any experience along that line. But the baby came in. Who is he that has ascend into the hill of the Lord? Brother, you entitled you are I speak the truth, I line up. My conscience also bearing me with this. You are entitled to some very wild information from God. When the information comes, when God talks to you along a certain line and shows you, you see, the word is the is the is the the seed of God. He says that a sower went out to sow. And he says that the seed is the word of God. God's seed is his word. God's sperm is his word. That's so why he says that we are born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God that lives in our lives forever. We are born again by the word of God. You need a word from God to conceive. You see, we know, we all know that we are all we read the Bible. But there's something called Rema from the Bible that causes you to conceive and causes you to produce results. It's called Rema. When God speaks his word. You see. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, amplified. For the word that God speaks, it's not the word that is written, but the word that God speaks. The word that God speaks is alive. Not the word that is written. The word that is written may not be alive. People are, people are reading it and don't understand. It's not alive to them. It does not have any interaction with them. There's no interaction at all. There's no interaction. You see, the word of God is a person. And it must... I mean, how can you be fellowshipping with someone and a person is not talking back to you? I mean, it doesn't work, isn't it? If I say, hello, how are you? He doesn't say anything. I hope everything is okay. Have you eaten today? He's not saying anything. Everything you say, he doesn't say anything. You will not get anything out of him. How can you be reading the Bible and the Bible is not alive to you? The word of God must become alive to you. Do you understand? It must speak back to you and show you what to do. All the information you require is in the Bible. Everything you need is in the Bible. It's not, it's not somewhere. It's in the Bible. I know a man who read this scripture. Let me show you. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of, thy, of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. This scripture changed a certain man's life. See, I bet it doesn't look like anything. It shall come to pass. Okay. If thou shalt hearken, okay. But. The conditions under which he was reading the scripture. Eh? It's not the same conditions under which we are sitting right now. He said he wanted to, he wanted to know what God would want him to do. To have an unending flow of success, of miracles in his life. So he took God's word. And this one of the scriptures, God spoke to him. He says, God spoke to me. He spoke this word to me. It's in the Bible, but it says, God spoke it to me. 
God told me that if you if you diligently follow my voice and listen to my voice every single day of, of your life and observe all the things that I will say that you should do, I will set you on high. I will set you on high. I will set setting you on high is not based on you reading it. It's, it's based on you listening to what I'm telling you. Diligently being bothered about it. Making sure you are doing. I'm talking about Bishop Oedipo. How many of you know Bishop Oedipo? Is he a powerful man of God? Is he reading another Bible? So sometimes it's like there are some people who are reading, they have specialized Bibles. Higher, it's higher. Same Bible. But it means something different because he, he, he doesn't joke with it. He knows that that is God's word which he speaks. The logos is what changes to become Rema. You understand? When the logos is spoken by God, it becomes Rema. Logos is the written, documented word of God that is available for everybody. Some people use the word of God as toilet paper. Because it was printed in a certain bookshop, a certain publication, whatever. Yeah, it's a print house. A certain print house just published it. They even dare to even take some scriptures out these days. They, they, they take some scriptures out. They update it, especially the ones, the software ones. They update. By the time you realize there are a lot of things you are not, you are not seeing in the Bible. You think they are not. If you don't know it, you don't know it's not there. You just be reading it. Hallelujah. But as soon as you create the condition for God to speak to you, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. See, the power of the highest shall overshadow you. The Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. The power of the highest shall overshadow you. The Holy Ghost and His power, all are inside. They are all inside us. There's none left to it. It is it overshadowing you. How? Through you engaging the Word of God. With a certain level of seriousness. You see, if you are not serious with God's word, you will not see anything in it. You will not see anything in it. I'm, I, I'm telling you the truth. If you approach it casually, this same man of God said that I wanted to understand God's, why, why people prosper. Because their preachers who don't prosper, their prayer purposes who don't prosper, they are poor. They can break, so, I mean, their voice just breaks and they are, you know, their next house. Whatever. Veins, they are veins, the veins on their necks are shown. Have you seen some before? Have you seen any of those guys before? Very wild guys. They pray, they can pray. It's almost as though they are closest to God. But it doesn't show in their lives. No results. No results. I remember when I came to university first year. I saw a lot of people praying. At that time, Padre was open. During my days, Padre was a prayer ground. I mean, you could have a lot of people, like a thousand people praying at the same time. And there were some people who were constant, constant, were consistent people. Every day, every night they are there. But you check their, their life, you check the results they produce in class, their life, whenever. they weren't producing much results. So they pushed me to have a study on prayer. I, I bought Ken Hagen's book on prayer, Ken Hagen's study book on prayer, to study it because of them. I was wondering why they weren't producing results. And I started studying and I, I saw some things that they weren't applying for themselves. This one says, I took the word of God. You see, the word of God is, is there. But until you are elevated in a certain spiritual state, you will not be able to activate what is in there. You will not be able to get God to speak to you the way you want him to speak to you. What I'm talking about is classic information. It's not it's classic information. 
I'm talking about you sitting down with the word of God with fastings and prayers. You open the Bible, fasting, whilst fasting. I'm not into that type of fast. fasting and moving around and doing a lot of the fasting. You're moving all over the place. When they ask, you, why not it's challenge fasting? <laughs> they say we should fast. So, but I mean, you will not produce much. I may be fasting and moving around, but I have a scripture on my mind. I have God on my mind. And God can, I give God the opportunity for him to speak to me. Mary was separated. You can't ascend into the holy hill of God if you are not separated. You must be separated. Understand what I'm saying? I know about sanctification. I know that you are sanctified. I know that you are, you are whatever. I know all those things. But I'm talking about your experience. What you experience is. You can't be pre- pressing buttons and breasts and expect some things to happen. You understand? That's what I'm saying. It says, if you diligently follow my voice, it means you must put in measures. Now, this thing, I'm not going to go. I'm not. Do you think you are the only one who is tempted? Look at your face. Do you think you are the only one who is tempted? Do you think you are the only one who is tempted to lie? There are people have lied that they lie to their pastor. Hey, they can lie to their pastor without thinking twice about it. They can just lie. They lie in the house of God. You can't be into lying, into cheating. You are a former nigger. You cheat people. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't be into some of those things and expect God to talk to you. You will have access to the general word, but a spoken word you may not have access to. You know what I'm saying? You may not have access to it. You are the only one who is tempted. You must endeavor to let that be history in your life. You understand? I want to stay just stay pure for my God. Because I don't want to risk my destiny and my life. Then you'll be entitled to some conceptions. Hallelujah. They are the same person who preach the other side. I'm preaching this one to you. So don't think that I'm, I don't know the other side. You understand? Don't think that I don't know that God's, of course, you're God's child. God wants to speak to you. It's true. It's true. He's holy. He, you see, you must <laughs> decide practically that I'm not going to go in this, I'm not going to go in this, I'm not going to go in this, and so help me God. You see, and God is able to keep you from falling. Some people think that there are some things that we cannot stop doing. Go to Jude 24. Jude chapter 1 verse 24. Hallelujah. Now unto him that is able to keep you from what? Unto him that is able to keep you from what? And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Activate the scripture in your life and stop messing up. Activate the scripture in your life. By saying to God, I agree with you that you are able to keep me from falling. You see, whenever you think about God is at work within me. You always think about God being at work within you to produce a certain kind of result along another line. You never think about him working in you to help you not to go the way that the world would want you to go, but going the way he would want you to go. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, you never activate. You always think about God is at work with me, within me, both to will and to do of his own good pleasure. But you don't even to will and to do of his own good pleasure. You are not thinking about living the life that he wants you to live. But you are thinking about money. You are thinking about Cars, you are thinking about, you know, those things like marriage to make you look nicer and all that. But you continue in your wrong and continue. You see, today's Christmas Eve. I'm not supposed to be talking like this, but this is what God is going to tell you. 
He said, this, this, I, I, I can't help it. Which I must do what my boss says. I should. You do whatever I want to do at your workplace. No, you do what your boss says you should do, isn't it? So these are instructions from my boss. Allow me to preach. Hallelujah. He says, I want my children to conceive and produce certain results. He said, next year, it's not going to be like that. Though. Next year, it's, going to be, it's not going to be like this year. It's going to be very different. And I'm giving you a key that will help you to produce real results. Don't you want to produce real results? Aren't you tired of the level you are on? You've been on this level for a very long time. You've been compassed about this mountain for a very long time. You have gone run, run. You have done ringa, ringa roses around this mountain. You, you've been at a standstill. Haven't you realized that it's like you've been at a standstill for a very long time? He says, you have found favor before the sight of God. You have found favor before the sight of God. Why didn't the others find favor? Hallelujah. Why didn't the others find favor? God looks to and fro. He's looking for someone who will do what he wants him to do. That is how he chooses. Okay. Seek to be separated. Clean hands, clean hearts. Clean hands. Clean hands, clean hands. Go to Psalm, Psalm 15, I believe. Psalm 15, from verse 1. A son of David, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly, and worketh righteousness, and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is contemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord, he that sweareth to his own head, and changeth not, he that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent, he that doeth these things shall never be moved. This is scripture. He's talking about you physically and practically putting steps together in your life to make sure you live the way God wants you to live. There are a lot of things that you do that prevents God from doing what he wants to do in your life. You are, you are preventing God on your own. You are, there are a lot of things that hinder your faith from working. Here you are trying to command progress in your life. I speak progress. And you, you've given the devil an opportunity to accuse you. And that weakens your faith. You see, the guy who, the guy who just fornicated and is praying for somebody the next day, Okay, he just fornicated a day before. And a sick person, someone who's sick and ill, has been brought to him for him to pray for. And another guy who has not done any of those things and has had a sick person brought to him to pray for. Who do you think will get more results? Who do you think will get results in terms of praying for the child to be healed? Which one? The one who has not done anything, isn't it? The one who has not, he's not had any of those things. Isn't it? The probability of him bearing more fruit or producing results in that particular case is very high. Why? It's not, you see, God is not going to answer one more than he would answer the other. It's not God's fault. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. He's given everybody faith. This one and this one, have, they all have faith. But because this one has done something wrong, he has given the devil an opportunity to speak against him. To accuse him. That is how when you come to church and you are lifting your hand and you hear, what, what hands are these that you are lifting? Which holy hands are, are these? I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Like you, 
All of it. But the other guy who has not been doing any of those things can just lift up their hand. No accusation. He can easily flow with God, easily do what he's supposed to have intimacy with God and produce the results he's supposed to produce. Why? It's a God's fault. It's not God's fault. One has been messing up, the other one has not been messing up. So the probability of the other one who has not been messing up to produce more results is very high. Because there's no accusation. He's not, his conscience is not pricking him. Without consecration, there are a lot of things you may not see with God. Okay? Without you deciding, you see, you've been consecrated because you've been set apart to God. However, in your experience, you must make sure you put things in place. I will not do this. I will not do that. God is helping me to, to stand by this consecration that I'm consecrating myself to God concerning. You didn't expect it, isn't it? Neither did I. I'm shocked as much as you are shocked. You must decide. I want to go along a certain line. No matter how much you are tempted. Ask for temptation. It is not unique to you. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Look at First Peter 5, verse 7. Casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant. Hmm? Be sober, be what? Because you adversary the devil. Remember, you have an adversary. You think the devil likes you. How many of you think the devil likes you? How many of you think the devil hates you? How many of you, how many of you understand the levels of the devil's hatred? You know what the devil wants to do to you. You know what he wants to do to you. He wants to infect you with HIV. Oh yes. And let you die alone. Smelly. The devil wants to behead you. He wants to destroy you. He wants, hey, you have to, he has plans though. Have you read Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 before? God is written in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know, this is God talking. He says, For I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord. Plans to do what? Plans of good and not of evil. Plans of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Okay, so this is how the devil also has it. For I know the thoughts that I take towards you, saith the devil. Thoughts of war, destruction. And of real evil to give you a terrible, shameful, disastrous end, confused end. This is the devil talking. This is the devil's version. You think it's a joke? It's not a joke at all. It says, Be vigilant, be sober, be vigilant, relax, have a calm mind, and, and be watchful. Haven't you read the portion of the Bible where it says that do not give the devil a foothold in your life? Haven't you read? You see, a lot of people have not read some of it. They say they think it's, it's Old Testament. It's not Old Testament. Though. The New Testament does not say that we can do whatever you want to do and expect God to do whatever he also wants to do in your life. It doesn't work like that. That's not the meaning of grace. That's not what grace means. You, you see, if you want, to, you want to make contact with the power of the Holy Spirit inside you, separate yourself. Clean your hands. Clean your hands. Clean your feet. Okay? 
is neither give Ephesians and Paul explains it, neither give place to the devil. Don't give place to the devil. Don't give him space in your life. Don't give him space in your thoughts. Because when it comes to evil, be a child. Eh? But when it comes to understanding, be a man. Be matured in understanding. But when it comes to evil, be a child. Some, most of us are seniors in evil. We are matured in evil. We know how to corner the girl and how to corner her. We know how to corner the guy. We know how to corner the, a certain man to give you some money. Eh? This, this, okay, First Corinthians 14, 20. Brethren, be not children in understanding. How be it in malice, be ye children, but in understanding be men. Go to Ephesians 5. Let's read from verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Just be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Hallelujah. Be children when it comes to evil in malice. When it comes to understanding, be men. Be sober, be vigilant. Because the devil, your adversary, like a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Then he says, Who resists thou steadfastly? That's not the case of many people. Some people are doing, who, they are, they, this, this is how they read the scripture. Whom welcome nicely. There are some small thoughts that are coming to your mind. You will not face it. You, you are risking destiny. You are risking what God has designed for you to enjoy. Be sober, be vigilant, because you are adversary. The devil, as a running line, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Then he says, Whom resist thou steadfastly? In the faith. In the faith. He didn't say in faith, though. He said in the faith. He's talking about the objective faith that we have, the generalized faith that we have in Christ. Because do all you can in Christ to stand against this guy. That's why he mentions that having done all to stand, stand, having your loins get about you. That's what he's talking about. You standing as a child of God. I'm a Christian. I am not going to go along this line. Do you understand? I'm a child of God. You don't understand child of God. When you say child of God, you think you can do anything. I'm a child of God. I don't know the rap. So that's it. How I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Maybe Pastor rap it I'm a child of God. Knowing that the same affliction, six, the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So it is foolish for you to think that you are the only one who is going through some kind of like you are faced with an opportunity to do wrong so that you can get money. Or you're faced with an opportunity to do something terrible so that you can have peace of mind. You know, there are some opportunities that come to you that if you do this wrong thing, you will have peace of mind. If you stand for the right thing, you will not have peace of mind. So you go automatically to the wrong thing so that you can have peace of mind. You understand what I'm saying? He says you will not hear God much. You will not hear God much. You hear the generalized information. You think the radio station that they are running... There are no meetings behind doors that we don't hear. There are meetings, if you are listening to Love FM, and you are listening to the radio presenter, he's talking. Different people come and come and talk, and talk, and talk. Whatever they are saying is from a certain meeting that they've had. Nobody comes to sit there unprepared. They say some things and plan some things, 
see some things before they come and come and say that. If you work there, you will know the things they see. You will know the things. You will know more. You know what they have not said. Isn't it? In the same way, God is like a radio station. He's always talking. But there's more that he's adding, he doesn't talk about generally. There are some he talks about with those who he can plan with. And who he's intimate with. Understand it? I mean, you can't run away from it. I said their, con- their conception. Next year. Next year. 2018. Don't let, listen, don't let 2018 come and pass you by and go like that. And let you, and re- let you be the same way that you were. No, 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 no. You have to have 65 days in that year to do, to do extraordinary things. I'm showing you the key right now. I'm, showing, I'm just showing you the key. The key of conceptions through the voice of the Spirit. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter what it is. No matter the shame. If God has spoken to you to come to pass. Remember, Mary was put to shame so many things. But what, what God has said came to pass. No matter what people think, it will come to pass. And God does not need any man to accomplish whatever he tells you to do. He doesn't need any man. He doesn't owe any man a thank you. No. He doesn't owe any man. God uses men. But he doesn't allow men to take what he wants them to do. He doesn't allow men. That's not, that's not how it happens. You wouldn't have to beg men and negotiate, do a lot of negotiations before some, one thing can happen. No. You just be cruising with God. There will be challenges, but you'll be cruising with God. Well, that's what the challenges you can, you can. But you'll be cruising with God. I want to hear from the womb of the Spirit. What do you think? Are you ready for such things? That's what I came to tell you. There are conceptions. There are children for you to bear. Look at, let's look at how, what kind of children God wants you to bear. I'm not talking about physical children. I'm talking about the visions and the dreams, the things that, the ideas that God is going to give you. And the, the, the result of it. I told you that. God spoke to me. I'm not joking with you. You think it will work if God had not said anything about it. It will not have worked to this point. When you see that, see it, then it cannot pass. When the Lord commanded it not. Try it and see. That's Lamentations chapter 1. Chapter 3 and 10. Go to Lamentations. You've never read Lamentations in your life. Lamentations chapter 3, Lamentations 3, 37. Who is he that yet and it cometh to pass? When the Lord commanded it not. Who is he? Who is he? Is it you? You, you, when you talk, it comes to pass. He says, Who is he that yet a thing and it cometh to pass? When the Lord commanded it not. It has to be the Lord. The Lord has to command it. When the Lord commands it, then you are assured of it coming to pass. Let me show you about what I'm talking about. How big, how huge it is. What's, I mean, the things that are ahead. You have big things ahead. Go back to Luke. Luke chapter 1. Verse 31. Luke 1, 31. Like my message. This is my Christmas message for you. Yeah, because you know, you know the story of Jesus. You've heard it and you've sung it. But I don't have to come and tell you the same thing. Because you don't tell them the same thing. Tell them this. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. He says, whatever, you see, <laughs> you shall bring forth and you shall call him this name. Yeah, you shall call him his name. You shall give him this name. Hmm. And that name, that boy that you shall give, he says, he shall be great. 
He shall be great. There's, second, there's something you are supposed to conceive and bring forth. Okay? That is... You see, Mary did not know that the baby she was carrying was going to be her deliverer. You sang it, isn't it? She didn't know that what was in her was what was going to deliver her. In the same way, you also don't know that what is in you is what is going to deliver you. You don't understand. I'm not talking about deliverance. Like, deliverance. Art, deliverance. I'm talking about you being delivered into your, your inheritance. Eh? It says, through knowledge shall the righteous be delivered. Delivered into what? Delivered into his inheritance. He's talking about you being delivered into your inheritance. You, you getting... We are all children of God, but it's not everybody who has the inheritance. You know that. Acts chapter 20. Eh? Verse 32. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. He didn't say that. He says, I commend you to God. You understand when he says, I commend you. I leave you with this. I'm putting you in this, you see, be in charge of this particular thing. I'm leaving you in charge with God and to the word of his grace. In other words, if you follow God and you search the word of his grace, he says, it is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. So it's not everybody who is sanctified that is enjoying the inheritance. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So understand when I say, what is inside you? The voice of God you are supposed to hear and to help you conceive to produce that result. That result is what will help you start living in a certain way. Yeah. This one of course said, I wanted to understand what real wealth and riches was. Because I was not seeing it in my some of the people around. So I took the word of God and I took two books from two different authors. And I fasted for three days. Searching and searching. This one I came out. I said, Yea. Because whilst he was there, God spoke to me and told him that you never before in your life. He said, My my prosperity is not by hear and see. It runs according to principles. And he showed him the principles along which that word of that his prosperity runs. He says, Do this, and I'm committed to prospering you. Then when he stepped, I said, Yea, I can never be poor. Why? He heard God speak. You see, the word of God is there, but it must come alive to you. If it doesn't come alive to you, you are not relating with it. Do you understand what I'm saying? That boy that shall come out of you, he shall, he shall be great. He shall be great. There's probably there's a business that is supposed to come out of you. Probably there's a school that is supposed to come out of you. See, and it may be something you are not used to. Mary was a virgin. She was a virgin. She didn't have any idea concerning what we were talking about. She didn't know what it meant. She didn't know about the positions. And the stars you ought to do to be, be able to conceive. She didn't know about any of those things. She didn't have experience. I'm trying to let you know she didn't have any experience. So it may be something you don't have any experience about. You may not have any experience about. But if it comes from God. You have never been to the Bible school. I've never been to Bible school. You are here listening to me. When I preach, a lot of people listen to it. I've never been, they are following the wrong thing. How do they? I've never been to Bible school. I don't know anything when it comes to like running a church and I don't know it. I've learned it as directed by God. Which books to read, who to listen to. I'm a pastor over 56 people. 56 pastors. I'm a pastor over 56. I have 56 pastors under me. Multiplying. Who taught me what to do? I didn't have any experience along that line. I was in the church. So you may not have any experience about it, but it will work. If 
God is the one who has spoken to you to That boy shall be great. He shall be great. There is greatness inside him. I speak the truth, I lie not, my conscience will bear me with it. This is what God says I should tell you, that there is greatness in you. There is greatness in you. Right? It runs on that basis, the basis of your consecration, of you separating yourself intentionally, deciding that I'm going to separate myself and commit to God. Commit to God and His Word. I'm not going to mess up. I'm not going to get involved in all kinds of things. I'm not going to get involved in, 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 in lying and, and doing all those things that every other person does. I'm going to stand for the Lord. Don't become what God wants you to become. How many of you want to do what God has really designed for you to do? I'm showing you the key now. That boy shall be great. Go, go back there. Look at that one verse 32. He shall be great. And he shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Hallelujah. He says he shall be great. Go to the next verse. And he shall reign. Whatever comes out of you will reign. Oh, it will reign. Hallelujah. I see it raining. It, it will reign. It will be great. It will, it will reign. He shall have the keys of the house of David. He shall do great things. Many around the world shall hear of it because it came out of you. Why do I know that the whole world will know what we are doing in this country? Because it has come out of God. Hallelujah. Rise up for your point of view and just stand for what I shared with you. And I want you to make, make a covenant with God this evening and talk to God for yourself. Father, I want to follow you without any limitations, without any other thing preventing me from doing so. Talk to God. Tell God to help you. He says he's able to keep you from falling. I just showed it to you. He's able to keep you from falling. He's able to work in you, both to will and to do of his own good pleasure. Help me go the way you have called me to go, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It's a principle you cannot deny. The principle of being spiritual. Being spiritual. Being spiritual. Consecrating yourself to the Lord. Talk to God right now. Talk to God by yourself right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I want to, I want to be separated. I want to be consecrated unto you. So that greatness can come out of my loins. So that greatness can come out of me. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at Christworldinc.com. God bless you.